Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to Pro Wrestling Index, delivered through the AI podcast channel. I'm your host as usual, Guy Drinkle. And joining me are my two usual guests, uh, but never normally together, Artadiwa and Alex. How are you doing, Tadiwa? Yeah, it's good to be on in a three-man booth. <laughs> are we following the WWE oh, trend? <laughs> Which one's king? It's going to be me. Alex. Oh, no, no, that's no, no, shade. Don't let, let him bash me with that sort of tag. Oh, JBL, thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm Vic Joseph because I'm the host, so, you know. <laughs> so one of you is king. Sorry. Uh, no, 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 no. No, let's, let's, no. I'm about no, no, no. Byron Saxton. No chance. I was about to say, yeah, Byron, <laughs> Byron at worst. David O'Tunger at worst, maybe. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I would not say that my worst enemy. Oh, uh-huh. dear. That charisma is vacuum. Hey, you can be Samoa Joe now, so that's good. Um, Ooh, that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. And, um, how are you doing, Alex? I'm doing very well, guys. Thank you. I'm very much looking forward to this weekend. Um, after all the shit we've had to go through over the last two months in which a lot has kind of eroded uh, that's the thing. Don't really get into. They make they they make their own bed because this is already the leanest period coming out of SummerSlam and into Survivor Series in terms of like ratings. And now we and now we have to suffer through Crown Jewel, and then we have to suffer through the whole booking fiasco that was Hell in a Cell. But now we get the Survivor Series, which always kind of ramps things back up again because, well, guess what? We're six months out from Mania, and then like you blink, and all of a sudden you it's the Royal Rumble. So this part of the always excites me, and it's exciting me even more now that we've got the NXT invasion, and we're coming out of essentially the shit show of the year. Um, so yeah, so now I'm very, very, very hopeful for uh, an interesting Survivor Series show. Um, but most of all, I just I'm really looking forward to seeing sort of the you know how they plant seeds for Mania, and they sort of go, well, we're going to end the year, and then the Rumble's going to come, and who knows who's going to look good. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, it should be a very fun weekend. And it has been a while since we have podded because 
you, you kind of alluded to the Hell in a Cell was fucking disgraceful. Um, so that put us off podding. We are now back, and we do have The Fiend in his rightful spot, albeit on SmackDown and Brock's on Raw, which was a bit of a mess. But it'll do. What, but, what do you think of the blue belt guy? I thought they should have been that off and just made him an individual belt. Because either way, if you got the coloured belt, it makes you look gimmicky and shit. That's what I think. That's, yeah, more than fair, yeah. I expected there to be a bit more spook to it, like a bit more creepiness, but I understand mm. why they did it, because they are sort of going for that brand. Um, it looks somehow looks better in blue than the Universal title did in red. I don't know why. I don't know whether that's just recency bias, but, yeah, it's. I, th- I thought they could have gone somewhere cool with it rather than mm. what they, they need. They really need to stop with the whole... Well, actually, they, they sort of did stop with it, but the whole just uniformity thing of just having every title belt be the same template yeah. and then just changed red between... Because now the shows are completely different. You can get away with giving them a bit more personality, if you get what I mean. Like yeah. you get, give that belt a bit of SmackDown pizzazz, that belt a bit of raw verve and stuff. And, but I think that that might come eventually as the shows become clearer and defined. Because, I mean, since the draft... There's been really no real divide um, once this Survivor Series thing all, happens. All so. you've got to do is wear a different coloured T-shirt, and it's like a it's like a visitors pass. <laughs> that's, that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, it's all that. Legit, yeah. It's all that matters. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's been a turbulent time in WWE. But I think once Survivor Series settles, after Survivor Series settled down, we're kind of getting more of a brand split. Uh, split. Um. But today, we are not just doing Survivor Series in this one. We are doing NXT War Games, which is always one of the most fun um, cards of the night. Oh, cards of the uh, wrestling calendar, I should say. Um, I've tried... I watched the first one. This is the same with AEW. I have not watched the Wednesday Night Wars all that much. You two are going to have to catch me up. So what's happening in NXT other than the invasion stuff? Um, I think the good thing about NXT is they've been focusing on NXT, whereas we've seen on SmackDown and Raw, the moment Survivor Series comes up, it's all about brand supremacy and that comes first and all logic goes out the window. Whereas NXT, they've kind of tried to keep those lines quite, you know, quite distinct. Um, maybe don't take into account when they come on to the main roster because you've seen Things like um, Shayna Baszler coming in and getting help from, you know, uh, people that she's going to be opposed to at War Games. Um, obviously, this week's latest Raw, she did correct that by bringing in um, her two two of the the other uh, three horsewomen, so which or the MMA horsewomen, which I thought helped with the consistency or keeping that alive, but. I think NXT has been really good in making sure that they're developing their own storylines for their war games pay-per-view and not necessarily trying to go too big on Survivor Series. And we can see that with the fact that um, they still basically don't have any teams set for Survivor Series, which, yeah, as I said, it further highlights the fact that they're, they're very intent on focusing on the war games, on what NXT is doing, and then anything else that comes out of that they can they can deal with and they've got the creativity and they've shown they've got 
um, really, really good planning to be able to take care of that kind of stuff. Yeah, that that seems to be what I, I hear from other people who watch it as well. It just seems to be certainly its own entity, and um, when it's Monday or Friday, they kind of just uh, <laughs> drag into one big mess that has no real storyline, which is the main roster. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, let, let's get through the card because it's it's not the uh, biggest card because always is with uh, war games because especially on this one now there is two war game matches. Um, but uh, we did have a little bit of news. I'm unclear whether the match is taking place on Wednesday. We are recording this on the Tuesday, so we've not had NXT yet. Hence, there'll be lots of who's in the NXT team. Ah. But uh, there's a match going on, whether it's Wednesday or on uh, Saturday night. Pete Dunne, Damian Priest and Killian Dane. And then the winner goes on to fight Adam Cole on Survivor Series. So that rules out um, Adam Cole out for certain matches. Uh, on that card as well, but we'll get into that. Um, Alex, uh, I know obviously know Pete Dunn, I know Killian Dane, Damian Priest. When I was last watching, he was seemingly one of the ones who kind of got lost in the shuffle on NXT. But people keep bringing up his name. Uh, is this an emerging storyline for him, or is it is there something I'm missing here? Um, no, he's been. It's been the the classic sort of NXT slow build. So. He originally came in under his independence name, which was Punishment Martinez. Uh, sort of just had a few squash matches here and there, went away for a little bit, got repackaged, came out for about maybe a month, maybe two. This was just when NXT was going to TV. Um, kept doing the squash. Uh, sorry, yeah, we we'll kind of started doing the squashes again, but under Damien Priest, under the nickname The Archer of Infamy, which is quite cool, even though it doesn't really mean anything. It's quite cool. Um and yeah, they they slow burned slow burned his way up. Uh, then he had a match with, I think he had a match with Dunn. It was either Dunn or Bate. I can't remember on an episode of NXT a while ago. No, it was Dunn. Beat him with a low blow, and then kind of that started that thing. Meanwhile, Pete Dunn was having a, a program or like a kind of rising program with Killian Dane, and it was classic NXT of the case of just like you just slow build this up. You just kind of have embers and then suddenly they flare up and the fire starts rather than just, you know, putting all three in a match together and saying, here. Um, so this is a quite cool. Priest is a very, very, very good wrestler. Um, his match with Dunn was, like, excellent. Um, and a lot of what he's done recently has been very, very cool. He's got He's kind of got this... It's hard to it's hard to say, but it kind of got like this this rock star sort of gimmick, like a goth sort of rock star. He hate like it's, it's like limousines and and women, but on the flip side, he's very like metal and a little bit spook, a little bit spookiness added into that. He's very cool and he's an excellent wrestler. Um, what is interesting is that we've seen him quite prominently on in the invasion stuff as well on Raw and SmackDown, which is your clearest indication that, yeah, okay, he is going to stick around in, in the NXT main event scene for a while. He's going he's gonna to be big time. Uh, and now this will be... It's a difficult match to call for this week. As, as you said, recording on Tuesday, NXT hasn't aired yet. So we're here, we're kind of sitting here going, oh, I wonder who wins. It could really be anyone that faces Adam Cole on, on, at Survivor Series, but... I guarantee you that will be a fantastic match. Whether it is Priest, I don't know, because that would be an interesting dynamic. 
I think it'll probably be done. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's the one. I mean, Vince loves Pete Dunne. He adores him. He is the natural face to counteract Adam Cole's heel turn. Sorry, heel turn, but heel side. Um, we've seen basically NXT's Triple H trying to showcase all his all his kids, like the good Papa Hunter that he is, and the one that we haven't seen showcased yet in the invasion stuff is Pete Dunne. So it would make all the sense for, for Dunne to do it. Uh, but it, it's interesting you seeing Killian Dane there as well because obviously it was with Sanity. Oh, excuse me, didn't do much at all. And then he's come to NXT and he's had that, that new lease of life. Um, and I'm sure we'll we'll chat about Finn Balor in a sec, but it's nice that we, NXT is revitalizing these main... Yeah, they're, probably, they're basically our failures, main roster failures to, to promote what were very, very good. I mean, I don't necessarily think Finn was a failure of anyone's making. I think that was unfortunate. Injuries derailing what was a brilliant face, and then WWE kind of figured they they were back into a corner with him because they couldn't turn him heel while he was all while he was promoting everything. Whereas Killian Dane was just a failure to use sanity properly. Um, mm-hmm. And as we can see with NXT and and the the new boys like Priest and the old boys like like. Well, Dunn's not really an old boy, but he's been there for ages, and Dane, uh, they just do it brilliantly. Yeah, yeah, so I'd, I'd, I'd say Pete Dunn wins this as well. You say the same to do you? Um, it, it depends for me if Vince McMahon has any influence That's in it. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, the, the moment Vince sees Priest, I think he's going to be straight up to the main roster. He just has the look. He's got the size, he's got the um, physical ability as well, and he can wrestle, he can go. Um, but yeah, so if, if Vince doesn't get a hold of it, then I, I would go with you guys. But if Vince has any influence, I reckon Priest is going to get a sneaky win here. It's weird, I always thought Vince would love Killian Dane as well, and then obviously the sanity stuff happened. Maybe he just won't remember that what sanity was and be like, who's that guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, well... <laughs> He's huge. I, Vince, you had him on your main roster for a year. <laughs> what are you talking about, pal? <laughs> what the hell is sanity? <laughs> sanity? Who the hell's that? <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Uh, yeah, I, that's a good point about Vince's um, uh, influence on it. But uh, yeah, I think the fact Pete Dunn hasn't really been involved. It's, a, it's been a strange one, I suppose, because he's obviously had the. Uh, UK appearances on the main roster and he was in the Rumble last year I think so it's a bit done yeah it was yes. yeah, I remember here yeah it's a bit of a strange one but that, it's uh, Pete Dunne would probably be the most interesting for me uh, but anyway I let's get on both had to juggle in terms of the UK and, and mm. the US tour because I've been to a few of the um, UK tapings and oh, Pete right. Dunne and Tyler Bate have been quite, you know, they've been mainstays in both of them, and then being surprised to see them so heavily involved in mm. NXT USA. That that's been interesting to see because I, I I thought if you're going to be so involved in the UK scene, I thought they were going to hold them back a little bit, but it seems they're they're happy to have them there in the US as well. Well, that's been a big thing is um they're sort of they've sort of established a graduation step now with uh. 
well, not necessarily an upwards movement, but a sideways movement when you when people have done all they sort of can in the UK. And Pete Dunne did not have anything left because if he went back to Walter, he would have lost again. If he if we tried if we were to put someone over, the kind of mystique would have been lessened. Um, the Tyler May versus Walter match put a nice stamp on both of them in the UK, I think, for now. Um, and then the same thing happened with Rhea. Rhea Ripley, who was still was still on NXT UK as far back as like a couple of weeks ago, I think. But she was sort of teaming with um, Piper Niven uh, to take on the heels. So she turned face. And then Tony Storm sort of lost to Kaylee Ray and has sort of faded away similarly, which made me think Tony would be the fourth member of the War Games team. Unfortunately, that was me, Im, who I'm not a huge fan of. Um, but it does seem like they sort of took, especially maybe it was because of NXT TV, like maybe that it was just a solitary instance. But I do think that maybe with the exception of Walter, who wants to stay in the UK permanently because he doesn't want to move to America, he just wants to come for certain shows, that there is sort of a step from UK to main roster. Um, and that would, yeah, that would that would seem to make sense, especially given, like, Tony Storm is good enough to be on the main roster very soon. Rhea Ripley is obviously good enough to be on the main roster soon. When, I mean, I've no doubt that Vince has seen her and gone, oh my God, she's huge. she's brilliant. Even though she's not that tall, she's just so imposing. Uh, and look, yeah, it's... It, it's it's easy to say that UK to NXT is just another stepping stone, but I think they've done this with the idea in mind that you take from the UK pool and soon enough you'll be able to take from a Mexico pool or a Japanese pool, uh, but the priority will, will be the States, uh, which would make yeah. sense. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, let's get into the takeover card then, and we'll start with a, a match that, Probably shouldn't be happening because Gargano's injured. But uh, it's going to be good. Who cares? But uh, we've got Finn Balor v Matt Riddle, which has probably had a knock-on effect in uh, knocking Matt Riddle out of the War Games match. Uh, but uh, this match is going to be good to do. I can't wait for it. Like, <laughs> it's going to be an absolute... It seems like one of those really physical matches that you know is going to be really good. And you know... I think the luxury with NXT is they do have a little bit more time to work on their matches and make sure they're absolutely perfect. And I suppose that's that's what makes it so unique and so good with the pay-per-view. So I I, I can just only imagine what they're going to conjure up. It's going to be really, really good. Very physical match. Um, I'm, I'm not too sure who's going to win it. I, I, I would assume Matt Rillo is, he's got the hot stick at the moment and, they're trying to build him up as much as possible. Can Finn lose on his first takeover That's match the back? Thing. Yeah. That's the thing. I don't think so, but at the same time, this is the magic of NXT. It's like, well, neither of them surely can lose, but one of them has to, but it won't be that bad if one of them lose because it's like, well, they'll just get built up again. I think Finn probably will win purely because he's going. he's probably going to face Johnny either on TV or at the next takeover. So they sort of want to build. Unless Johnny comes out and costs him, that could be mm. a very, very I think I'll be in favor of that. I just, I just, the, the or maybe because I've, I've been a, a Riddle fan for so long and I know the goal is to 
retire Brock Lesnar. I don't want him <laughs> to be taking any losses until that gets to, until he gets there or at least beats Goldberg. Um, but yeah, may, maybe maybe get Gargano comes and costs. That's what I'm going to be hoping for because I, I yeah. Yeah, I think I think once Adam Cole beat him clean for the NXT title a few weeks back, I think Riddle kind of went not like the shine came off him, but I think the imperviousness definitely came off him because there was a point where he just like was not losing. Um, well, he lost a dream back in back in the uh, day, didn't he? When he challenged the what's the mid card belt? He called? did, yeah. The, the North, US, Ameri- the North Mo- American title, yeah. That's such a shit now. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But uh, I think Riddle's one of them ones who he can take a loss, but I think ultimately with his MMA and stuff like that, I think he'll get repackaged in the main roster anyway, ultimately down the line. And I think the way he obviously wants to retire Brock Lesnar and, I mean, Goldberg has Saudi Arabia match all written all over it, unfortunately. Um, But yeah, I think they can repackage him pretty easily before the, eventually goes up to the main roster. But uh, if they're not going to put the rocket to him on NXT, I'm sure they will in the main roster. But I, I'd go Finn for me on this one. Uh, what would you two say? Yeah, probably Finn. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Riddle. Beautiful. I'm going to back my boy. <laughs> Deary me. Um, hmm, be interesting to see you in main events, this one. But we'll go with the men's one first, because this website's going uh, in that order. Um. Men's one, Undisputed Era, who I just on Twitter, we're getting uh, the Undisputed Era v the revival tomorrow on NXT, so I'm going to watch NXT. <laughs> um, that will be good. Um, so we've got Undisputed Era v uh, Team Tommaso Champa, which at the minute is Champa himself, Keith Lee, Dominic Dijakovic, and To Be Determined. Um, this, I, well, I assumed earlier was meant to be Matt Riddle. Um, We've seen Triple H try to recruit two people from the main roster in Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. Uh, and we'll stick with the Kevin Owens one because it was Undisputed Era who attacked Kevin Owens first yesterday, or last night, I should say. Um, is there any chance this ends up being Kevin Owens? Or would that just not make any sense whatsoever with the Survivor Series match tomorrow, uh, on the day after? Uh, today, I would hope it's Kevin Owens. Um, I, I still think he's got a story to tell in NXT, but it seems like the fact that um, they beat him up way too early, uh, it just seemed they, they, they drew their lines and, and they say Kevin Owens is definitely going to be on the raw side of things. Um, but I think if if Triple H has any say in it, because he, I, I don't know if you guys noticed, Triple H was kind of questioning why Undisputed Era was attacking uh, Kevin Owens mm. on, um, as soon as they started attacking him. So hopefully there's a lot more layers to that. Um, I, that's the thing. I, I, I tend to give way more leeway to NXT than to the main roster because I know NXT, if they do something subtle like that, it means it's going it's, yeah. it's to lead to something. They're going to the pay it off, yeah. Exactly. Whereas on the main roster, they usually just forget about it and they hope you forget about it as well. So hopefully, um, I, I want Kevin Owens to lead the NXT team in, into Survivor Series. That That's my goal. That's my hope. Because, I mean, it would be interesting... 
Because obviously the Undisputed Era, all of them have a match set at Survivor Series now. So say if Team Tomasa Champa wins, and it is Kevin Owens, you could just say that team is now the NXT team for Survivor Series. And you have to add one more, obviously, but that's easy enough. Um, so it, it certainly it certainly leaves a lot of question. But if it's not KO, um, Alex, who do you think it be, could be? Because Velveteen Dream is a, he's actually injured, isn't he? And he's kayfabe injured. Well, and yeah, it, we don't really know. We haven't got any. I mean, from the from the last from the from the last rumors, it seems like he's not fit yet, and that the real are putting out things saying, "Yeah, no, look, he's not fit yet." Um, but we know that that can change quickly. It would make a lot of sense if it was Dream, considering how he was injured and how it, he, Roddy kind of took him out before he could get his chance back at, in a one-on-one at the North American title. Um, obviously that led to Roddy versus Dijakovic versus Lee, which was one of my matches of the year. It's amazing. Um, but other than that, it's, it's kind of really difficult to say unless they debut someone, I can't really see that happening. Uh, they've had in terms of big kind of faces on NXT lately. Uh, I mean, you've had, you see, it's the likes of like Isaiah Swerve Scott, who is brilliant, but is too raw. He's too early. Um, it's like, yeah, but there's not that many because everyone else had a match. Dunn has a match. Bait probably is going to be involved in Dunn's match. Uh, all the other big faces. Johnny Gargano's injured. Um, he would have been the other one, I would have thought. Maybe him and Champa reuniting, but then obviously the, the stuff with Finn happened. So it's really difficult to see. Uh, I can't see them debuting someone as well, like I said, because there's no one really back there ready. Um, in terms, That's a big name. So yeah, the 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 real option is someone comes down from the main roster. Um, it won't be Seth. That was pretty much established, and Kevin Owens genuinely looks like a shout. Um, the the like we were saying off air. I think the only thing is that a Seth heel turn seems impending, at the very least, if not almost in like indefinite or definitely coming. Uh, so one, if that happens, if should Seth turn heel, the biggest baby face on Raw, in fact, that's not even conditional. The big, big, biggest baby face on Raw right now is Kevin Owens, but he would mm. step into that limelight if Seth went, heel, Seth went heel. So I don't think they'd want to let him go, despite the fact that what Hunter said in his promo was spot on. And it's like, well, yeah, they didn't want you. They don't see what I saw in you, which is absolutely true because KO has said on numerous occasions, he wishes he stayed in NXT longer because he wanted to help the brand, but he was such a hot fire brand after getting the title straight away that he was only there for like two, three months and it was bonkers. Um, yeah, I think it would make the most sense within, with all this invasion stuff, if one went the other way and came back down again, but I still think it, it's probably going to be dream just for the setup. Yeah. I mean, next, well, WWE always have the ability to, uh, Make, in, make injuries disappear quite quickly <laughs> as well. They always uh, heal faster than normal. Um, so I, I'd probably say it's Dream, but I mean, if they want to go deeper on the Kevin Owens story, fantastic. <laughs> um, so we're winners either way that one. Um, to do, uh, who are you going for in this one? I'm going to go with Team Tommaso Ciampa. 
Yeah, I think I'm going to go Team Tommaso Ciampa as well, purely because I, I can see Tommaso winning it for everyone. Um, he seems to be NXT at the moment. You know, you've got all of Undisputed Era and everything that they're doing. But I think Tommaso Ciampa is probably the biggest name in NXT at the moment. And he's got a right to wrong and he needs to get back to getting Goldie back, which should always be on Tommaso Ciampa for the rest of time, in my opinion. <laughs> um, so he can't be losing if, if that's going to be his quest. Um, I think he wins it, and then straight after this, he's going to be going for Goldie. Yeah, I think that mo- makes the most sense. And undisputed era losing, it's not going to do a single damn thing for to the, to them. Um, Alex, who are you going for? Uh, yeah, same. I think the, with Champa just returning, it's probably him that's going to be pushed big time. I also think Keith Lee has been built. Very well, and the Undisputed Era can eat the loss because they have won one. Yeah, won one of War Games mm-hmm. already. I know they lost last year's, but they won the first one. Um, they are going into Survivor Series with all the hype, so they're they're the ones that have been the main like attractions, I guess, for the NXT in terms of their match versus. Um, the New Day and, and Viking Warriors. I think they're facing the Revival this week on NXT as well. I think that just got announced. Yeah, uh, and and uh, the... I, I mean, we'll get on to this later. I think it could well be match of the night. could well be match of the year if, if the ingredients actually make sense. But like, come on. Uh, and that's Shinsuke versus AJ versus Roddy. So you've got all those marquee matches. The Undisputed Era are already in a pretty good, pretty good position. They don't need or win necessarily. But at the same time, now that they do have all the gold, they have been pushed to the max. But even now that I say that, they've both got Adam Cole and um, Roddy have both got wins, big wins on NXT TV in the last month, month and a half. So, no, I, I don't see any reason why Champa doesn't win this and, and point at Goldie and shout Daddy's coming home again, um, as he should, because, yeah, that was amazing. The other, The only other name I was thinking of for... The uh, fourth member of um, the face team was actually Kushida and then mm. just realised that he's injured as well. So unless that's a kayfabe injury, I'm out of names. <laughs> I'm just trying to think. Of, no, I, I, I've got nobody. Just put Cesaro in. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> fuck it. That would be involved, good. Uh, what was that to do with? Is Mansoor going to be involved as oh, well? God. Oh, God. No. No, they're oh, no. They keeping him fresh for... Uh, the Saudi Cena. <laughs> Saudi Hogan. Um, yeah. Good God. Um, but women's war games. Uh, first time... I think it's the first time there's two matches in one night, and first time it's the women's one. Uh, this is where I know nothing. Um, but I'll read, I will read the names. Um... Shayna Baszler, Ayo Shirai, Bi- Bianca Blair, I don't know where I was going with that pronunciation, and to, <laughs> uh, and to be determined versus Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, Mia Yim, and Tegan Knox. Tegan Knox, what, what is wrong with me? Um, who? Yeah, so that that TBD looks like it's Kaylee Ray. The I think we I think it's pretty much confirmed. We were talking about this again off air, and I, I couldn't find a definitive answer, but Fightful reported that yeah, it's. It's official. 
uh, is Kayla that Ray, the NXT UK, UK women's yes. champion? Yeah, yeah, yeah the one who beat Tony Storm. Um, it would make sense. You know what I'm saying? No, I wouldn't. I was going to say it would make sense for the faces to win so that Rhea could go after Shayna, but then is the Rhea same, Ripley the a same face token, now, or is this just kind yeah, of a mixed match team? She, no, she's come into NXT as a face. She kind of beat up Shayna. Had a match with her, literally was about to win, and then um, the rest of the horsewomen came out. And that was non title, though. And then they had a big fatal four way match to decide who was going to be, or fatal five way. Ego versus Candace versus Bianca versus someone else, I can't remember, um, to figure out who was going to face Shayna. And it was Candace who won that. And then Rhea kind of got all mad and said, oh, well, I should have been in there. And yeah, basically she and she came out and cut a promo saying, You haven't beaten me, bitch, to Shayna and everyone laughed. So the the like today today we were saying before, the nice thing about NXT is that it pays off long term. So everyone sort of went, hang on, Rhea Ripley and Tegan Knox on a team together. Are you sure? Because Rhea Ripley was the one who kayfabe injured um Tegan in the May Young Classic. However, they've kind of extrapolated that into a non-kayfabe thing where it was kind of their focuses in Tegan's return has sort of been the awkward landing. Um, but then they also kind of focused on Rhea laughing at her and mocking her and, and kind of she, Rhea did all this really cool heel stuff afterwards where she was like fake limping and going, oh my God, I'm sorry. Um, I can't believe I injured her, but being all sarcastic, obviously. Uh, and then they sort of paid that off on on backstage segments and on Twitter, basically saying like, "Yeah, Rhea was the bigger woman," and said, "Are we uh, like we're going to take these down?" And I want you because I value you as like my toughest opponent and blah blah. So from that, it does seem like Rhea's a face. Given, yeah, she's sort of I don't, don't want to say turned face because I don't think it was that. It, strong, is it like a Becky, came out to Becky Lynch-esque face? Are we talking? Yeah. Very, yeah. And it's also seemingly Becky and Charlotte-esque kind of respect between Tegan and Rhea, with basically like, yeah, I don't like you, but at the same time, we're both the best in this division, or so we so we believe. So yeah, let's go take out Shayna and Undisputed Era. Um, the interesting thing will be with Dakota Kai, who wasn't picked for the team, Miriam was picked instead, and there was a tease over whether Dakota would then go heel, essentially, uh, because she wasn't picked. That that was, I think, a bit far-fetched for me because I think of everybody, Dakota Kai is best positioned to take um, Shayna's belt because pre-injury, I don't know if, if any either of you two remember, she was kind of being bullied, essentially, by, by Shayna, mm. and she was the perfect underdog because she was just coming back to prominence and she was just like, no, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. I'll face up to my fear, I'll face up to my bully, I'm not afraid of you anymore. And then, worst timing, she did her ACL. And it was a real shame. Uh, but now that she's back, she's got a lot of goodwill. She's still the underdog babyface. And I think her or Tegan could really be the ones to take the title off Shayna because for a little while there, when it was just me, Yim, or Bianca Belair, neither of them were all that good yeah, in terms of... Well, like, Bianca's very good, but she's nowhere near the finished product yet. Um, and she, she, I don't think she's an NXT, cha- NXT Women's Champion yet, whereas Tegan and Dakota both have the story, the ability, and kind of the face presence. Uh, and Rhea, 
you could say that now as well. So that's all to say I don't know who's going to win this one because both teams could sort of take it, especially with EO being EO. She's hot as hell. She's going to be when, when I say hot as hell, she's like really popular. Um, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, you and, mean both. Let's not be silly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do, yes. Um, especially in black, Jesus. Uh, and, yeah, so she could well be the last woman standing in the same way Ricochet was the last man standing with, with Pete last year um, in terms of that kind of gives someone the rub. But it, it's a toss of a coin, I think, for this main event. Yeah, my only thinking is... <sighs> Shane has been probably the best booked NXT invasion thing. Do you really want her to lose a match the night before? That's probably yeah, that's true. That's probably my main thinking into it. Um, but I mean, she still could lose the match and come out looking strong because you can just attack people after the bell or something like that. It, it, it's easy enough to do that. But for that purpose, I'd probably say Shana, uh, Shana's team, I should say, winning that one. Um, what say you to Dewa? My bias will always be with Bianca Belair. I'm sorry. Is there she's, any, re- any reason? <laughs> she's one of my favorite like characters in WWE at the moment. Um, first of all, her entrance music, I dance to it every single time. <laughs> <laughs> that shit slaps. So, so, you know who else's entrance music slaps? EO yeah. as well. The women have very, very good entrance music. You can't even... Um, Oscar to a stage until they meshed it up with um, Kyrie half, Sane. Half of it's good. <laughs> yeah. So Oscar's one is really good. That was probably the the one before Bianca that I that I always watch the entrance every single time. I didn't skip it. Uh, but at the moment, Bianca's one is so cool. And then I I just like her character, who she is, um, the personality she shows when she like takes her earrings off to to get into a fight, like. It just seems so natural, um, not as scripted as everyone else. So I, I do like that authenticity from her. So I'm hoping Bianca pins all of them. Like she lays every single one of the Babyfaces team in in a line and just pins all of them. That's what I'm hoping for. Whether or not that's going to ha- happen, mm, it's debatable. I I do think... Just because Shayna Baszler has been such a dominant force in NXT, I can see the logic in her getting the pin or even getting the submission and winning it and continuing her dominance to kind of say, who's next? And the fact that she's not going to be submitting or pinning Rhea Ripley, um, that's going to allow Rhea to step up to say, look, if you, you know, I, I almost had you. Almost like where Rhea pulls off her finisher and mm. someone else saves Shayna mm-hmm. into, in, in, instead of Shayna kicking out. And then there's always that excuse of Shayna saying, well, you didn't beat me. And Rhea saying, well, you, I would have beaten you if someone hadn't have helped you. That's what I'm hoping maybe will happen. Um, other than that, Bianca just pins everyone. Yeah. I really like that idea that, the the whole premise behind Rhea is, well, guess what? You haven't beaten me, bitch. And then she, like, it just keeps being proved, even though she, like, Shayna keeps escaping. I really like that idea of, like, yeah, well, guess what? You still haven't beaten me. And I still, I was this close, and I was this close again, and I was this close again, so come on, fight me. I think that'll give the eventual title match 
that's a really cool build because we haven't seen that with Shayna thus far. We have not seen Shayna be terrified of somebody, and I think she could be terrified of Rhea. Yeah, that all makes sense to me. That, re- that does it really does. Um, so I'm going Shayna. You going Shayna to Diva? I'm going Bianca. Well, by proxy. You go and share it. <laughs> I'm going Bianca. I said what I said. <laughs> oh, dearie me. She'll be, um, she'll be jobbing to Charlotte soon enough. Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, Alex, which one are you going for? I think I'm going to go with the faces. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with the faces. With uh, Tegan getting the pin. Nice. Nice. Um, who is all? Who, let me just say, Tegan is amazing as well, and she. I really, really, really hope she gets a stretch now because, by all rumors, she was supposed to be in the final of the May Young Classic against Tony Storm, and that would have been just the greatest match. She was meant to win that. If she didn't get it. Yeah, that that would make sense. Yeah. yeah. Hey, what if? Hey. Eh? <laughs> yeah. But we're on to Survivor Series now. Very well, I say short card for NXT, but it's always short. But there's two huge matches in there. Um, so rumors of the rock, well, there's always a pre show and all that jazz. Uh, you shouted at me for not knowing who this person is, but uh, whether this is on Survivor Series pre show or they fit on TakeOver, seeing as now it's the NXT Cruiserweight Championship, uh, we've got Leo Rush v Angel Gaza, who is apparently a stripper, um, or has stripper pants or access to stripper pants. That's all you told me about him, and that he's good. What what's He's going amazing. on here? This will be a fantastic match, mind you. Um, basically, if you haven't seen Angel Garza, yeah, uh, as Tania explained earlier, um, he has stripper pants. He is um, an excellent Mexican wrestler. He has ridiculous amount of charisma. He speaks English pretty well. He's that kind of half. He's like he's like a cocky heel who knows he's popular and you're like it's hard it's very hard to explain go watch one of his matches but basically he's very good at getting the crowd into his matches the story for me here is well yeah Angel Garza and Leo are brilliant but the big story for me here is how quickly Leo has become so over as Cruiserweight Champion and he kind of just like they flicked a switch and said right your face now and he won over the crowd and it helped that it was at full sale because that's where 205 Life should be. And he's been brilliant this, this last month because that the match against Gulak and then the subsequent everything that happened shows you why the kid's so damn talented. And that is a genuine, like, he was on a steep, steep decline after the whole Lashley thing and he just completely course-corrected that. And he's going straight up now. So, I mean, this match was awesome. Uh, or this match has, sorry, has had some awesome build on, on NXT. So, it will be phenomenal one. And yeah, the big story here, I think, is is Leo being awesome. Who are we going for? Leo to win? If, yeah. If it happens, I should say. Yeah, his his reign is sort of just starting, I think. If it happens, then I'd I'd suggest Leo. Yeah, you you the same to do. Yeah, I agree. Uh Leo's just gotten the championship. I I do think um Angel Gaza is someone to look out for. Um, we spoke about him just before we started talking about the podcast or going into the podcast, but 
he seems to be someone that's got way too much charisma to be kept down for too long. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if they put the belt on him just because of how well he's done to get himself over. But I, I think Leo still has a few legs. Yeah, he's quite new in the title as well, isn't he? So it does make sense. If it does happen, uh, we'll go with that. Um, I don't think this is on the site I'm using. Uh, and the only place I, I've seen it confirmed, confirmed. But if Adam Cole fights one of the three we mentioned on the NXT bit, I imagine we're all going for Adam Cole to win that one. I would say, yes. I say that as a yes. <laughs> yes, it's just whether that is... Is it been confirmed for Survivor Series or? So the match is tomorrow. Sorry. Okay. Yesterday, if this podcast is out on Thursday, but that will be the number one contenders match. So is it confirmed that the title defense would happen at Survivor Series? I'm not, I'm w- not sure. WWE is announced that NXT title will be defended at Survivor Series. The winner of the triple threat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okey-dokey. Cool. Brilliant. Well, yeah. then, yes. I'll definitely Adam Cole, yes. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, yes. Um, yes. Sounds that they haven't really built up the storyline yeah. of Adam Cole's prophecy yet, I feel. Mm. Um, I think they sort of they sort of built that up to the point of Roddy winning back. Oh, sorry, winning the North American title yeah, with the yeah, whole but, but since era have all the gold. Since yeah, and since they've won it, they've kind of just alluded to it, yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be, I wonder, honestly wonder, how long they want, basically how long they want to stay in NXT because there is a school of thought going into this invasion angle that basically it's proving why Two years ago, Triple H basically said NXT is going to become a brand in all of itself. And we all said, yeah, it sort of will, but you need TV first. And then they got TV and everyone sort of said, yeah, it is. But, I mean, you just performing in front of full sale, it's still developmental. And then it's just like Finn going back down, Breeze and – sorry, going back down, Kushida coming in from Japan to just because he wanted to fight heavyweight. So then he gets a match with Walter. Walter coming over from the UK, Tony and, and Rhea and Pete. And, and you get the sense that, like, yeah, okay, in terms of prophecies being fulfilled, it like Triple H's prophecy that NXT would become a brand that everyone wants to go to is sort of being fulfilled now. And I don't think, because usually you plot it out to be like, right, Champa wins the belt back from Cole. Cole gets a rematch, loses, moves up to the main roster. I can't see that happening now. I think if Cole or the Era moves up, it'll be in the Superstar Shake-Up next year, maybe post-Mania. But I'd still, even that, I don't see happening. I don't, I don't think that NXT wants to lose them. And I don't see them wanting to leave NXT until they've done literally everything. Um, and I know they've, they've, got their prophecy fulfilled now like yep okay but i still think there's so much they can do in nxt um and this whole i think the, the the idea that adam cole is having the title match on the main roster is as much an advert for guess what i'm nxt champion and it's not gonna be like kevin owens where i came up held the nxt belt on the main roster then dropped it and won the u.s belt i'm just i'm just here to show 
how good I and NXT have become. Is is Adam Cole six one? I just wanted to confirm. He's he's deceptively tall. So uh, he's deceptively tall. It's just because he's sort of lithe. He's not as like he's bulky. Yeah, but he's just not as huge. So yeah, I think he, he's at least six foot, if mm. I remember correctly. He's certainly not small. He's tall and short, I think. Okay. No, because the 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 reason, obviously, um, yeah, as Vince. I always point out in the group, is but Vince. Yes, Vince, that's yes. That's my go-to in the group, but Vince. <laughs> every, every single argument has legs until you say, but Vince. Yes, exactly. So I can see Adam Cole being a success anywhere else in any other company as a heavyweight champion or you know, Universal Champion or WWE Champion, just not with Vince. Just because he might be, he might have the height in terms of being tall enough, but I just think because of his build, he's going to be too skinny for Vince. That's my concern. And that's why I, I don't see them getting called up as everyone else sees them getting called up. Mm. Um, do you guys not see him, see that being a problem? Because I can, I think he has the charisma. I think he, I think he's got the whole package. It's just he's too scrawny for Vince, and Vince is gonna hold him down way, you know, below what he really should be. I, I think sort of see that, except I think in recent times he's sort of softened on that purely because the report came out in like 2017, I think it was, that he that Vince's. I think he even said this on one of his investor calls that. Vince's biggest regret is not signing AJ in 2010 because he he's absolutely in love with AJ Styles and he thinks he's the he was like if uh, he would be a multi multi time champion if he was if Vince had him for that long, which makes me think maybe Vince has sort of loosened the reins a bit on the on the size issue because a Bella I mean Bella looks like a freaking he's been chiseled out of stone by the ancient Greeks, but he wasn't the biggest dude. And I think now there's sort of the acceptance to Vince that like, well, if I drop the ball on all these NXT guys, people are just going to stop caring about NXT guys coming up. Uh, And maybe we've already reached that threshold, which is why they're not coming up as much. But yeah, I think the size thing is a factor, but, Adam Cole is good enough to make sure that he doesn't flounder, especially considering he's got a stable behind him. What What do you make of um, him not being part of the NXT? Well, I mean, he could do double duty, I suppose, but I doubt it. Um, what do you What do you make of him getting his own individual match? Is that a a negative? Because there is rumors. Uh, we meant I mentioned this before we start recording. There's rumors that Triple H might lead up Team NXT, which seems to be the way it's booked. Because we haven't. I don't think we've heard. Cole speak other than saying boom at Daniel Bryan. It, it, yeah. Is that a lack of faith or is that just wanting the spotlight on a on a star star no, like Triple H? I think it's no, I think it's an, an endorsement to give Cole his own NXT title match purely because like the last three weeks have all had NXT title well not sorry, last week, but they've been consecutive NXT title matches mm-hmm. on the main roster. And I think that's like they're just putting out making Adam Cole out to be a freaking awesome champion. On the flip side, I mean, the report I saw said that Triple H didn't want to be part of the match. Whether he does become part of the match, just you're right to add star power to it would make sense. But also, if Champ is on Team NXT, 
um, practically you can't have Cole on the same team because they'll just go at each other. Like even even with the whole brand supremacy, um, we are oh, Survivor Series. So which I don't mind. I don't mind that people set aside their feuds for Survivor Series because that's what Survivor Series is. I have. I take issue with the idea that there is nothing at stake besides brand supremacy, which is nothing, a nothing word. But you can't have Adam Cole and Master Champ on the same team. You can have Champa, Riddle, Keith Lee, Dijakovic, and Triple H. Or if you don't want Triple H on there, bring in, I don't know, somebody else. Uh, I just don't, I, I think. There is an element of one, give Cole his own match, highlight him, NXT title match. Two, though, Triple H fighting for continuity. Because remember, when Vince called up Champer and Gargano, they were feuding, and he just stuck him in a tag team again. Mm. And Tunnard basically just had to go, all right, I guess I guess I have to do my Gargano heel turn a bit faster now. And then the stuff with Black happened, and they became a team again, and that was actually really well done. But I don't think I think this time Hunter will be like, don't ruin my continuity. Don't freaking make me have to explain something away that I don't want to explain away. Um, so I think it's probably yeah, elements of both. Yeah, fair, fair dues, fair dues with that. Um, we'll move on uh, to the actual confirmed card now. Although we don't have any NXT teams uh, confirmed for the two elimination matches, but we will soldier on. Um, <laughs> We'll start with the Women's Survivor Series match. This is going to get very listy. Apologies. Team Raw. <clears throat> First ever women's match. Is it? Ew. Yeah. I didn't realise that. Big moment. No. No, isn't that? There's oh, always, wait, no. There's always no, been sure shit matches. No, what about the last... No, last year with Becky and... Unless it was on the... Pre- that, oh, no, maybe they didn't have one. Unless it's the it was, first ever Survivor Series women's match. Is it? In terms I, of the five-a-side. Five that feels wrong. Oh, wow. That feels like yeah, I, I know. I'm sure that's I've been on the, the pre-show somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've just got the image in my head last year. Thinking of WrestleMania. 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 They had a WrestleMania um like ah. uh, ten man, yeah, ten woman. That makes fair sense. well, do well, fair, fair do. Go and put my list of voice back on. <clears throat> <laughs> Charlotte Flair, Natalia, the Kabuki Warriors. And, drumroll please, Sarah Logan. <laughs> Jesus. Who's not been on We're... TV since she was repackaged to be with the Viking yeah. Raiders. Then that didn't happen, and now she's back. Uh... What's going on here? Why? I don't know. <laughs> Nobody knows. Uh, I just, uh, like, I knew they'd be scrambling for numbers. And we was even in the group chat where we were just like, Okay, they're in trouble here. SmackDown's women's division is crap. Who do they pick? And then I completely forgot that Raw's was just as crap because it's obviously they don't worse. have Becky issues in a match. <laughs> it's actually worse. It's what? Yeah, it's somehow worse because they were like, oh no, you could do the iconics and you could do that. You could do Liv if you want to bring her back. But but now they just plucked out Sarah Logan to just be like, oh yeah, here you go. And the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, who were supposed to be unaffiliated because they float and they have their own show. So you're just plucking stuff out. Of well, they, they got they got Especially drafted. Charlotte. They got drafted Charlotte. to Raw. To be fair, the Kabuki Warriors. So it makes oh, sense. They did. No, that's right. They did too. That, it does make sense. Yes. Yeah, that's right. You're absolutely right. But 
It's basically Charlotte, Natty, who's crap, and others. Uh, and that's a shame. Yeah, I think this story is really going to just boil down to Charlotte Flair, Sasha Banks, and I'm going to presume Rhea Ripley. I'm, yeah. That's going to be the story yeah. in this. I think so, yeah. So you've got Charlotte, who's never going to lose anything. Sasha, who has signed a contract stupidly and going to be punished for that. Um, and NXT, if we imagine... The NXT teams haven't been confirmed, as I mentioned. Rhea Ripley, I, we imagine, is going to be Vince's new shiny toy soon enough. Um, so I think that's what it's going to boil down to eventually. Um, but I will, I'll do the SmackDown team, and then we can laugh at that, and then we will talk about the match. <clears throat> List voice. Sasha Banks. Carmella. Dana Brooke. Lacey Evans. Nikki Cross, which is actually stronger than I thought it would be, and we are missing... Yeah. Ale- we're missing Alexa Bliss as well, who's unfortunately injured. We are, who's injured again, yeah, unfortunately. Well, I mean, at least this time it's not concussion, thank God. True. Because I think, yeah, I really, really fear the next time she gets a concussion. Um... Because she's so good, and I, yeah, that's okay. Uh, weird that the crowd's sort of turning on Nikki Cross. Not her fault. Good that Sasha and Carmella it, that they're not ignoring the fact that those two have mad tension because of Bailey. Uh, overall, yeah, you said it, guy. It's so, it's a better team, uh, and this match will be very strange. Yes, yes, it will. Um... To do with Team NXT, I mentioned Rhea Ripley there. Uh, any other names that jump out at you that will most likely be in there? I just wanted to correct myself. Um, oh, God, a, here we uh, go. No, I know. There was a 5-5 five five match. Yeah. Uh, was it last it. year? Yeah, Nia Jackson. Yeah. Was it shit? Oh, that's yeah. right. Nia Jackson <laughs> punching out Becky. That's what it was. Because Raw was, invaded, forget SmackDown Nia. invaded Raw. Nia punched yeah. out Becky. Gave oh, everybody yeah. one of the best moments of the these noughties. Because Charlotte was meant to be team captain, wasn't she? Yeah. And then Be- uh. they did the weird thing where Becky was like, "Oh yeah, you go beat Ronda Rousey for me because I believe you're the." That was so dumb. That because, should have been yeah, after. these two women who hate each other is just like basically shaking hands in the center of the ring. That was so... And then at least they fixed it for WrestleMania. That, that should have been Oscar, and that would have been fucking amazing. Um, but anyway... I Sorry. Digress. Yeah, I got distracted. <laughs> uh, Team NXT, uh, who you who do you think we are going with to fill these blanks? Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does, they charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Oh my word. What's the team now? Let's don't have one. Team. We don't have one. Oh. Don't have one. <laughs> it's literally it's literally what, a blank what, slate. What guy's what guy's done there, Tony? He's put you, you on you the spot. The bus. Yes. <laughs> don't worry, Alex, you could do it for the men's one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you so much. I'm, um, I'm gonna put the, the faith in NXT in not putting Shannon Baszler there because they'll be booking themselves in the corner. And well she's she's, she's, a, she's in she, the uh they can't double walk her. That's what I mean. Mm. That, that, that's yeah. what I'm hoping for. Yeah, um, surely. So Please, maybe, don't double book her. Maybe my, my, Mia Yim, purely because mm-hmm. WWE loves the whole you were meant to you know, stop a match and you got injured, but you carried it on. So maybe they were rewarded for that. So I assume she's going to be in it. Um, EO? Surely EO has to be in it. Yeah, Eo has to be in it. Um, but she, I don't. Oh yeah, she did come out a couple of weeks ago, didn't she? For the with the the other women for the big I brawl. I think so. Because in terms of yeah, so she did. Yeah, the first SmackDown. Yeah, but first look Smackdown at the brawls. Had, like you can't count the brawls because Lucha yeah, not, came out. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like Priest has been in like two of the brawls, and that's, it's like it's like a freaking equation. You like doing detective work. Like okay, who was in the brawls, and then who was like who's been featured on television. Because the first SmackDown, the best SmackDown in the last five years, yes. we had Rhea and Tegan. Okay. We had Shayna come out. Then, no, wait, did we see the, did we see the other horsewomen? No. I don't was think that this we week did. on Raw or NXT? There was something with it. I can't remember. Um, and, but then, yeah, you're right. Mia Yim will probably be in it. Because, yeah, for that exact reason of, like, the whole, you, you finished a match, you're tough, you, we'll, we'll pay you off. EO was on TV, but hasn't really been featured. But EO's, EO's cool as well, so she'll yeah. probably be in it. You'd well, think. She'll probably be in it. it if they Rhea, want to introduce Tony, this is the time. Mm, that's a good show. Yeah, Bianca Belair, 100%. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, she'll... Yeah, team yeah, cap, she'll team captain <laughs> Bianca Belair. Yeah. <laughs> So, oh no, no, sorry. Bianca was on. Bianca took out Carmella, remember? Yeah, exactly. she did. yeeted her into the, <laughs> onto the things <laughs> on SmackDown. <laughs> oh, she's so good. She took out. She so took out two goals. Come on. Yeah, she she whipped, she whipped Dana like really hard. It looked really painful, and then yeeted Carmella over the top of the freaking. Uh, yeah, so I know. Yeah, Bianca will probably be on it actually. Yeah. So Ray so leaves one more. Ray Ripley. Yep. Bianca Bella. Yep. Mia Yim. Yep. Eo? Probably Tegan Knox. Eo and Tegan Knox. Yeah. Yeah, can, can, can we can we agree though, um, going forward that NXT is only winning one of the two of them? Yeah. It wouldn't surprise it's me if NXT all. loses all the matches. <laughs> uh, <laughs> please no. Smackdown, um, please, well, sweet. The, the one the one I don't think there's any hope for is Roddy. 
but I don't want to do think there's lots of hope for us. The tags. No, no, no. I mean, mm. I mean the five, the five. Oh, um, God, yeah. oh you mean just yeah. the five aside? Yeah, 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 yeah just the five aside eliminations. Well, Charlotte, Charlotte won the one. Charlotte's winning the women. I was literally league. about to say it'll be the one with Charlotte not in it. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Seth's in the other one, so you never know. Um, <laughs> but how's the match going to work? Is it going to be triple threat? I f- I'm fairly sure they said it was triple threat, like triple in the ring, threat, like elimination. Yeah, which would make well. I mean, I say it makes sense now. It's going to be absolute chaos. Yeah, and I wouldn't want to ref it, but it'll be fun. I think it'll be very fun. You probably need an AEW ref for that. Yeah, yeah. Just to, to stop just before the three count and make <laughs> Pack look very bad. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're exactly right, Taddy. I think they're if NXT win one of them, it'll only be only be one, and it'll probably be them. Oh, the, my okay. The biggest thing with WWE that I've learned in the last three years is you've got to look into what sort of propaganda message they want to send with something, and that's usually subtle i.e. women's revolution, this happens, this happens, the women go on, you know, last or whatever to send the idea that, oh, yeah, the women's revolution is leading to Becky versus Ronda versus Charlotte in the main main event. Before that was even confirmed, you could kind of extrapolate certain things to be like, well, that's, yep, that, that, yep, that, yep, that. And the reason basically reason together. Um, NXT women winning it besides Bianca Belair is the fact that Seth Rollins has become the locker room leader. So he, he mm. is officially Roman Reigns now. So yeah, and that's exactly Roman, right, yeah. Yeah, so picture Roman Reigns about a year or two years ago in terms of he's the bionic man, he doesn't lose, he kicks out of every single finisher. That is effectively what Seth Rollins is now. The moment Rom- Roman got sick, they gave Seth that role. They gave him locker room leader. He was in charge of everything backstage. He holds the meetings, even the um, the meeting after Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. He held the meeting. He spoke. Um, there were other superstars that spoke. I think Randy spoke. Uh, Rusev spoke and stuff like that. But AJ as well. AJ, yeah, AJ spoke as well. But all of it was being run through Seth. He he had he was like the GM of that meeting. So my concern, or not a concern, however you see it, is that he is the face of that locker room. And we've seen with Roman that whoever is the face is always going to be favored in in the bookings. It's interesting because I think, and this is a whole other topic we'll probably get to later, but uh, Roman dealt with that a lot better than Seth is dealing with it by the looks of it in terms of Seth is getting gotten to on Twitter a fair bit, but also reacting to the booze a lot more. Um, and like, it's no secret that I really, really, really love Roman Reigns as a performer. Uh, as a character, he's had a lot of ups and downs. I think he's in a good place now, but he could deal with the responsibility of not just being a locker room leader, but being the guy who had to shoulder all the fans kind of hatred for being overbooked. And he was always out there and he, he just, did the whole I'm the guy, I'm the big dog, blah, blah, blah. Um, whereas Seth, it genuinely really does look like it's getting to him to the point where, yeah, everyone says he has to turn heel. So extrapolating that back to the women's matches, we're basically deciding who is more likely to drop 
the match, Charlotte or Seth? And that's an interesting equation in itself because I think neither. Well, let's let's move on to the men's Survivor Series team then because we're kind of going that way anyway. So I'm going to say, I'll do prediction for the last one. I'm going to say Charlotte's team, team role. Course. Yeah, I, yes. <laughs> I think in terms of an addendum to that as well, I think Charlotte wins for her team, but I think Becky pins Bailey to prevent um yeah uh, to prevent Shayna from looking bad in the triple threat. I think because well, we'll get to yeah, that. But sorry. I yes, I think Shayna will win that one. But we'll we'll, move, we'll yeah, do that. that would, I mean, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, so men's Survivor Series. T- oh, I think oh, I didn't get your prediction to the Sorry. Uh, who do you think for the women's one? I think Bianca wants it. If she's not on Team NXT, you're just not going to watch this, are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'm not>. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Team Bianca, I should say. Um, yeah. But anyway, men's Survivor Series team <clears throat> teams. Team Raw, Seth Rollins. Kevin Owens, maybe, as we went over in the uh, War Games bit. Uh, Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, and Ricochet versus Team SmackDown. Roman, oh god, I just remember the build for SmackDown and the dog and all that. Good god, um, Team SmackDown. Roman Reigns, King Corbin, Ali, oh, fucking shorty G, for fuck's sake. Um, uh-huh. And Braun, the match killer Strowman, um, versus Team NXT. Firstly, well, I'll I'll get you to I'll put you on the spot in a sec, Alex. Um, yeah. Team Raw. Well, I mean, this is obviously looking a lot stronger than the women's one because it's obviously naturally more depth there and stuff like that. But team, like, I think the build for Raw today has been a lot better. We've had the Randy Ricochet stuff, which has kind of been a nice tease for stuff after Survivor Series. Uh, Seth, as we mentioned, is very uh, divisive in the fan base. Um, and Kevin Owens, it's kind of added an extra layer on with the storyline from this week. Um, for me, Team Raw's pro- at the moment because we don't know what Team NXT, but Team Raw's the much more interesting team for me at the minute. Um, I think, yeah, SmackDown is a mess. Like, yes, I, it is. I I do not know what they're doing with that. Um, Raw, yeah. I think NXT is the most interesting for me, purely because they've not cared about this since, since the beginning. So I'm, I'm curious to see who they put into it. But in terms of what leads out of Survivor Series, maybe Raw could be interesting. Seth as captain, I think is boring. I was mm-hmm. hoping we saw, we saw Raw this past weekend where, um, Seth had a one one match with Andrade where they were, basically vying for who gets captaincy. I thought it could have been an interesting wrinkle to put Andrade as captain, like mm. beat clean, because Seth, Seth, Seth could lose 10 matches in a row. We know he's the franchise player. He could still get back um, to to being that because that that's who he is. Um, if you did that, you could do, you could have done Adam Colby Seth again. Do you get what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. you could play around with that and you could still... And then you could build someone else that's maybe not on that main roster, like that main heavyweight title picture. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's Bud Vince. Um, so, um, 
I, I, I can't pick NXT again because I think NXT is going <laughs> to win the women's one. So mm. probably Seth winning it for Raw. It, that it's as boring as it is. It seems like something WWE would do just to try and big him up again. He he's taken a lot of L's in terms of just public perception and they're they're trying to keep him as the franchise player. He is the franchise player for WWE. We we as much as anyone hates him or loves him, you cannot deny he like they he is their franchise player and he, he's gonna continue to be their franchise player until Roman decides that he wants to step up to that role or Roman is continues to be willing to relinquish that title. So I assume Seth is going to win it maybe in a situation where he's left on his own against three or four other, you know, oppositions from the opposite. Seth 1v10. I, I can, I genuinely can see that. Happening. <laughs> no, no. That, that would cause he has in the company. That would the thing, right? So, but like you're looking at the match and you're going, well, the best way to get him cheated would be like for him to take out Corbin or something. But if he like, we're at the stage now where if Seth pins Roman, he'll get booed. If Seth pins any of the NXT guys, he'll get booed. If Seth makes himself look too strong in like a one v four, he'll get booed. And yeah, but this it, is this is you thinking it from a logical perspective. No, yeah, I agree. I absolutely, I absolutely agree that he'll probably still win, <laughs> but they surely have to do some sort of damage control where they're just like, okay, we're going to make the NXT guys look mint, but... But, but yeah. Um, but also, the other thing is, the interesting thing with the franchise... Yeah, the franchise player thing, though, is with the brand split now, I think they can afford to have Roman slowly build his way back up to the, I hope to so. the whole franchise yeah. player bit without sort of making Seth... Well, I mean, if, yeah, okay, if you turn Seth heel then your franchise player can be a heel because Rome's on the other show and you can just make Kevin Owens the biggest baby face in the company, right? That, that, that's, that's, that's that. But with Vince thinking, yeah, we need to make Seth cool again, the best way to have him do that is to have him put on really good matches, and brilliant matches. This, well, I mean, it's going to be a, he a mess. But it could be a fun mess and the kind of fun mess where Seth absolutely thrives. So in one hand, if he had, like, well, like I just listed off all the ways he could be booed. If he puts on a freaking clinic and is brilliant again, he'll get cheered. Because the thing with Seth is, it's the, it's the same thing with Roman. When Roman faced AJ at, I think it was like Battleground or something. I don't even know if it was Battleground. The, the, the match where the he, him, yeah, that's right. And then the one before, after that with the, um, the OC, as they call it now, the club, what, as they were back then, uh, and the Usos intervening as well. And they, those matches were brilliant, and he got cheered during them because they were like, yeah, look, we can't deny that you're a phenomenal wrestler. Seth's got the same thing. so, But I think he's got it more because I think more people are willing to give him credit for his wrestling. So if he puts on a freaking clinic and he goes haywire in this bonkers match, then that's how logically, he would start winning people over again. The issue then comes, he will come out the next week on Raw, cut a shit, cheesy promo, and people will start realizing why, like, the problems with him again. And you get, I think that's the Vince vicious cycle of not learning from your mistakes. However, if, if, and it's a big if, 
they decide to say, right, this is going to be the first step to Seth's sort of downfall leading into next WrestleMania, then I could see them pulling kind of a a Roman Reigns trigger here where they go, well, Seth gets eliminated by, I don't know, Champer or somebody. And then Roman comes out with a big spear in the end and it's an awesome match and he sort of gets cheered and, and everyone's happy. So I can understand the whole Vince theory, but I, a part of me still wonders whether or not this is going to be part of Seth's downfall because at the end of the day, they were forced into doing it, but it's it's no longer Seth, the Universal Champion. It is Seth beaten, probably on a path to take on Brock again, even though no one really wants to see it. Um, and I don't know, I don't know how they get there. If I'm honest with you, because we're going to get another incredible Brock Lesnar match. I've got absolutely no doubt of that at Survivor Series, and I think people don't want to go from that into Seth, another Seth program. Oh, um, I hope you know the Fiend. They're planning. Sorry, spoiler alert. They're planning for the Fiend to lose the title to, I think it was Roman at WrestleMania. That's the plan. That, that Does, would make sense. Yeah. Do they that want would, to fight? <laughs> no, I know, I know. I, I, I it know. would make it would like, make Vince no. Sense, but also, I'm telling you, the, what, what the plan, plan wasn't to have Kofi as champion. So hopefully, plans can change. I would yeah. the person I would be most interested in seeing the Fiend drop the title to if it happened in like maybe 2022 would be Daniel Bryan. 2024, maybe. I think maybe yeah, yeah. That would be that would make sense. Yeah. When yeah. does when does but Triple I'm, H's kids grow? <laughs> <laughs> But, I, but I'm just saying, like that—that—that that, that is the plan. Um, it would, yeah, that completely makes sense. Two franchise they, players, they, they SmackDown uh, and 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 Raw, probably Seth and Roman. But Seth would need to weather this storm for that to be the case, and I don't know if he can. That's a yeah, perfect so way they, to get so Roman they, hated again. No, but the the way they see the way that Vince is seeing it at the moment is that set like. There's so much love for the fiend at the moment that he can get heat in inverted commas from Roman beating him, even though Roman apparently is going to be the babyface because Roman is always the babyface. But that's the plan where Roman beats him and he, because they still haven't remembered, they still haven't gotten that like crowning moment for Roman yet. Yeah, they haven't got right at least. Mind you, I don't know if they'll get it right at WrestleMania having you be a fiend either. That's not not the place to do it, but Vince's mindset is at, at, uh, as we speak now, what is it, 19 November 2019? That Mm. heard is Vince is adamant that Roman has to win it at WrestleMania against the fiend. And that's why they did the switch with Brock. Okay, yes, yeah, that would make sense. But also, I think it makes more sense logistically for Brock to be on Raw, even with the whole Fox thing. It just seems... I don't know why, but it seems like Fox would want the biggest attraction, and the biggest attraction right now is The Fiend, and Brock needs Paul there, and Paul was on Raw. So, like, I can... yeah, I can completely understand why they would want to go into WrestleMania, with Roman as the universal, the blue universal champion, and oh god, who's going to be the WWE champion? Because it won't be it's, unless something drastic happens, it won't be Seth, which means you're relying on someone to win the Rumble. 
And look, that could be anyone. Roman. I mean, we're already going. Roman's going to win the Rumble. You think? I don't think they need him to. I think that would just like Taddy said. I think that's just the way that you get him booed again. Because I think it's, everyone he's going to get booed anyway. Might as well start it early. Well, I suppose that's true. And then they can do Seth v. Brock again. It'd be shit. Anyway, we've went off on a tangent. Yes, we did. Alex, name Team NXT. Oh, do I have to? Yes, I did it to <laughs> do you, to do you, so you have to as well. I wouldn't have a Scooby-Doo. Champa, probably. But no, no. I don't know. Why would Champa be in Team NXT if he's already, like, Done more games the night before. Why would you risk that? I don't know. Keith Lee and Matt Riddle, definitely. Well, Triple H, yeah or nay, is probably the best starting point. I don't know. At this point, no, because I think he wants he he wants to be on the side. He'll be on the sideline with Sean, and he might get involved. Like if NXT win the the match, it will be because of Triple H getting involved. I think, but I don't think that he'll be necessarily in it. Which means Riddle, Champa, Dijakovic, Dunn, and well, we expect Dunn to be fighting Cole. Oh shit, that's right. Keith, Keith, it's, Keith, it's too. <laughs> yeah, well, um, Keith Lee, Matt Riddle are a tag team, aren't they? Basically, yeah. So that makes so that makes sense. So yep, they're together. Yep, Dijakovic would make sense. Even though it's going to be in more games, Champa. Again, if we're going off the idea of who was on that first SmackDown, well, he had his own segment. He came out with the Miz. It would make sense. The fifth could well be Triple H. Did you but know I, that Champa didn't take his eyes off? Um... Yeah, in the main in that sorry, the, the NXT post main yeah. event thing, he was just eyeing off Cole completely the entire time, which was again brilliant storytelling. So, but that's exactly what makes me reticent to say he'll be in the NXT like team because maybe he won't, like maybe he can't be bothered. Um, if you, yeah, if you ask me now, gun to my head, I'd say Champa would would be in it and Triple H wouldn't. Uh, but that still leaves a fifth man who freaking could be anyone. Could be Kevin Owens for all I know, and Andrade comes mm. in to replace him after. He comes out in war games. Like that's a good, it's, it's that's, just, a, that's a good show, actually. Yeah, yeah, that would be nice. If, um, oh, I, I want know. that. I want that to happen, though. Mm-hmm. You're kind of convincing me that NXT are going to win this. Although, why would Fox buy SmackDown and then on the first pay per view they mm-hmm. lose everything? Yeah, brand supremacy. That's the yeah. There are literally. There are rhyme and reasons for every single team to win this match, which mm. is good for a match because it makes it unpredictable. Uh, I think Raw is chief amongst chief amongst Raws is just literally Seth Rollins. SmackDowns, like you said, is Fox and the idea that they want to build Roman and but then Fox, Fox like SmackDown have the worst team. Like you allude yeah. to a guy, Easy. they're just oh. they're just awful. The build's been awful. Um, their roster's not Corbin actually that was, good. No, it's not. But I think they're relying on tapping into a lot of potential. Uh, plus, you've got kind of the Fiend and Brian and Roman, who are three pillars. Um, 
look, yeah, I, and then obviously Raw has the better team, the better build. NXT has the best build of them all, but they're obviously NXT, so how much of it will be? How much of them will be allowed to succeed? I don't know. Like in terms of naming the team, almost impossible. In terms of naming a, a, a winner, again, I I'd, I'd lean towards Raw just for the Seth thing, but it's impossible. To, it's impossible to name. What about you? I'm going to go SmackDown for the Fox thing because I can't see them winning much elsewhere. What do you say today? I have to go NXT just because I I think they see something in NXT and I know they've got the brand, like the brand war or the Wednesday war with um, AEW. So, you know, Triple H gave the invitation this week, which was really, really smart. Try and get the viewers in. I think they're going to try and win that war now and then focus on the other ones later on. And I, I have a feeling they're going to be, because effectively most of the wrestling companies are carnies. I know that's a crude term to say, but they're going to be able to say, look, let's win this war, bury AEW now, and then we'll, you know, carry on with what whatever we're going to be doing. So I, I have a feeling NXT come out of it winning. Obviously, Bianca Belair, She's going to win for the women's title. Um, guaranteed. Um, whether or not she helps the men's team win it, that's still debatable. Um, but I, I, I have a sneaky feeling that Triple H is going to convince them to let NXT win because of the wars, because of the the, the Wednesday wars. That That's my sneaky feeling. That is an interesting shout. And also... NXT is on Fox, so win-win. <laughs> uh, USA. Oh, is it on you? I thought it was on Fox, but... Yeah, it's on USA. Oh, God, I... Yeah. yeah. They were meant to be on Fox. I'm thinking... Initially. Yeah, I'm, then, I'm thinking yeah. of the... I'm thinking of the shitty backstage thing. Um, mm. Mm. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, who did you say, Alex? Uh, Raw, because of Seth. Yeah, Alex sold out. Yeah. I did. Fucking, fucking but I mean, mouth. at least we've all, we've all got different. <laughs> I mean, that's that's nice. We've all got different winners, which makes that's all I ask for a wrestling wrestling event for it to be unpredictable. Absolutely, that's what Nathan asks for wrestling. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, let's move on because we are an hour and twenty three minutes in. <laughs> There's a lot more to talk about. <laughs> let's do this quickly. Uh-huh. Let's do this quickly because. I want to go to bed soon. Um, men's Tag Team Championship. Viking Raiders. Undisputed Era. Yep, I'm going, era. I'm going with them era. too. Yep. I think that's NXT's guaranteed win there. Um, today, were you? I think Raw. raw. Viking Raiders, eh? Yeah. Mm. I think New Day have been put in there to take the pin ultimately, so yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, I'd, I'd agree either way, uh, but I'll go Undisputed Era. Um, also, that'll be an amazing match, as will this one. AJ Styles, Shinsuke versus Roderick Strong. I'm going AJ with this one. Tadewa, what say you? I'll say AJ. Same for yeah, you, Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah, I concur. I think it will be match of the night. Uh, I think... Shinsuke is very much enjoying being able to take money at 41 after he's put his body through hell for 25 <laughs> years. 
Um, so he just likes to come up big with these matches every now and then and just say, oh, yeah, I'm still very good. Hello. And then kind of just proceed back. So this could well be match of the night. Roddy is one of the most talented, pure wrestlers in the company has, I think, in terms of putting on just ridiculous matches constantly. So, yeah, it's going to be fantastic fun. Unless uh, Vince, he is the joke about King of Strong Styles. Uh, that's probably the only problem. <laughs> um, but anyway, women's match. Probably the best booked one going into this is Becky Lynch v. Bailey v. Shayna Baszler. Made Shayna Baszler look like a future top uh, made roster star, which I imagine most of us expected anyway, but it's been a brilliant start in that regard. I'm going Shayna with this one. Oh, man, it's so tough. Look, because Becky's Becky, you can't really necessarily bet against her, but if there was ever a time to set up uh, Mania 30... Wait, 36 is it next year? 35? 30, no, 36. Um, Ronda coming back. It is Shayna. I mean, you don't necessarily have to have Shayna win, but I think it would be good to say to have Shayna beat Bailey and then say, guess what, Becky, I beat you. And then Ronda can come out and be like, yeah, you're not that impervious, are you? And then Becky can be all, well, you didn't pin me. Nobody's pinned me since. Oh, well, Asuka's tapped me out, but no one's really pinned me since since uh, I beat you, Ronda. So, yeah, I think Shayna winning would make sense. I think we can all agree the one person who's not winning this is Bailey. And I guess that that's okay. That's the only thing um, that throws me. Maybe the book did that way. No, Bailey's going to win. <laughs> but Maybe. That she, would be she, funny. She can't pin either of them, surely. That's the only problem. No, unless it's like unless it's really like bullshitty, like she comes in and literally steals the win. Um, that would be so. Well, be... neither of them have a proper finisher. They just submit people, don't they? She can't really do that. Bailey and Becky, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Whereas, no, sorry, Bailey's Bailey's got the new headlock driver thing that she does now, which she did to. Someone oh, the, on NXT on the, the ramp. The shit move you get on like fucking WWE games it's, as your yeah, first finish. Yeah, the, the really weird one, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, this is, again, really interesting match because I don't know who will win. Uh, I really want it to be Shayna because she's amazing. Uh, but at the same time, you sort of have to keep Becky nice and shiny because, look, we all know that Ronda is coming back. Triple H has made it very clear that she's not done. She's made it very clear that she wants to have a baby, but she is nowhere near done with the whole wrestling thing. So whether it's for next WrestleMania, because remember she did sever her own finger off in August um, on a movie set, uh, or whether it's for later, we sort of have to keep in mind that Shayna is the obvious link between that. So with that being said, I still think Becky will win, but it's going to be one hell of a cool match. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. Um, Today, well, what are you thinking on this one? I'm going badly. Sorry, I have to go with all of the alternatives. Purely because... <laughs> You're just being, being contrarian. I have to be difficult. Um, you dubbed me the Baron Saxon. <laughs> I have oh, to be God. Um, Purely because... Okay, Bailey, first of all, the not mentioning the AW title thing. <laughs> if you were in the group chat, you know what that means. Um, but also the fact that Bailey has been written off this entire time. No one cares about Bailey. Bailey has been spoken about in no uncertain terms. It's all about Shayna and Becky. I think we would all agree. So a sneaky win for Bailey would 
definitely, I think personally, would elevate her to be where she should be. Um, the obvious choices. The attack. The no, attack I think this was nice as well. I think so. Like Bailey's still in, sort, of, yeah. sort of like that relevant, but you you know, pay attention to me. I'll sneak attack you. I'll be. Well, so I'm they could very set here. that up. But she did it way too soon. Where it's like, mm, is that a threat? But I think the, purely because Becky can take a loss, she's tapped out to Oscar. She's she's lost before. Um, I think Shayna Baszler could take a loss purely because she needs to be vulnerable for the rest of the NXT. And if NXT, as as I hope and I believe, NXT played the long game, and if Shayna Baszler can lose to someone on a high, in inverted commas higher roster than her then it gives everyone else more life and it gives everyone else an excuse to be able to beat her and as we've discussed you know there there are contenders to be able to beat her later on um i just i just think this is the opportunity to get bailey that win because bailey they've turned a heel they've not really done much with her where else if they're not going to do it here, where else are they going to do it, Bailey? Because she she's dead in the water if she doesn't do it now. Um, Hasn't she been dead in the water for four years now? She was. Mid- well, I think she's not necessarily dead in the water anymore because of that heel turn. Because she's all moody and she's got Sasha in her back now. Who, who's like, she going to feel? Brand- she, was, she she was so originally Bailey was meant to be John Cena. She was the female John Cena, and they did they had a plan in. Mm, and I say in loose terms, but in NXT, they had a plan on how she was going to be the next John Cena going on to the main roster. Obviously, the main roster screwed that up. They gave her the title way too early. There were many give her the title at WrestleMania. They pulled the plug on that, gave her the title, I think, a pay-per-view too early or something, like road something, roadblock or something. Um, mm. So anyway, but they, but they, but they ruined that. And then they had to divert and try and do. And then the moment they gave her that title, NXT writers sort of gave up on it and said, okay, that's your baby now. And then now we're trusting the main roster, which is n- not really a good thing to do. Um, but so Bailey, in terms of from a financial perspective, which is something I, I could probably speak a lot more to than maybe the creative side of things which Alex could speak a lot more to. From a financial perspective, Bailey was meant to generate a lot more money financially as the new John Cena for the female side. And she was meant to be the face of the company from a female side. And that that's that's how they were going to take her forward. And then obviously th- there were issues. They pulled the plug on her a lot sooner than they should have. And now we've come to the you know, fast forwarding, we've come to the situation where she's dyed her hair, she's changed her characteristics and everything. Do you guys think that this turn can lead to her getting back to where she was meant to be, which is she was meant to be the female John Cena? Well, the curious thing is, especially with the female John Cena comparison, they WA have been constantly lulled into this really really dangerous scenario which is the the typography of john cena being able to be replicated 
so from literally from a monetary standpoint, John Cena was their biggest money maker because he just kept doing it. Like I think in twenty years we're gonna look back and realize that John Cena carried an entire company on his back for ten years and it just like he just made it look easy. And Rock did it for three, Austin did it for two and two and a half, three. Michaels did it not really because he had Brett. Cena did it for so long that they essentially got lulled into a trap of like, we can replicate that. But you can't because he John Cena is one of a kind. He managed to he managed to keep this one character and shift it subtly from side to side to stop it from ever really becoming stale, despite the fact everyone said it became stale. He continually got noise. He, no one ever found him boring. They found him objectable, objectionable rather, but they never found him boring. Bailey, they fell into this trap. Well, the main roster did anyway. That once you do Bailey's rise, you can't do it again because it's the underdog. It's the I'm everyone. I'm just a kid. I'm just like I. I, I need to like channel my inner fan to to win. And then they. They did that so ridiculously quickly without any build-up that they did not have their takeover Brooklyn moment with Sasha, where everyone was like, "Finally, she's done it! She's done it! She's done it!" Oh my god! They got lulled into the idea that it's okay. Bailey, Bailey is so popular that she'll just keep making money because the kids love her. Whereas the idea of her being that female John Cena was less thought out than it should have been because they just went, it's fine. We'll give it a title. And then that way everyone will want to buy merch with Bailey on it because she's our top star without realizing that she's not. And this, and look, she's a fantastic wrestler, but nobody is John Cena. And she couldn't make that work because it was too, whether, whether she felt too restricted by the character or whether in my opinion, she just didn't have anywhere to take it. Um, that didn't have an edge to it. I think, the character itself of Bailey suffered from the fact that he could only reach a certain point and then you had to go somewhere with it. Now, the benefit of having this now is that you can do what you never could with Cena and that's turn a heel. So now there becomes the idea that, well, you've got Becky Lynch being not necessarily Cena, but sort of the Austin. You need someone to, to turn heel, to be kind of the counteracting point to that. And I think... Bailey could well become through basically just dumb luck based like because of the whole Sasha Banks thing. Uh, a very, very, very effective heel purely because she represents a character shift we haven't seen before, which is what if John Cena turned heel? Um, and that's that I think that in itself is a nice thing to have because we haven't seen this before. It's whether or not they do the heel turn properly and they have her kind of hold the title for a while, get into kind of her own, be completely chicken shit and completely like just I go against everything that I was before. I'm growing up. I'm going my, I'm going into my emo phase. I'm going into my like rebellious thing and just use the fact that she failed to your advantage because – I think the biggest trap that WWE keep falling into did it with Roman. They're doing it with Seth. It's the idea that you can replicate a one of a kind performer. And his name was John Cena. Also, I think the problem with Bailey and if she wins this, who's she going to feud with? 
We just talked about the SmackDown women's team. Car- yeah, there's, Car- there's Carmella. not there. Carmella? It's like Becky. That after, would make sense because it's like, of the friendship. It, it is, but it's like Becky after WrestleMania. She went from Ronda Rousey to Lacey Evans, and it was fucking shit. Mm. It, kill, it killed mm. the whole Becky thing for a bit. It's kind of got back on track now, but it'll kill that. So I think it'd be wasted than Bailey. But anyway, we spent a long time on this match. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm going to do Brock Lesnar because that's not the real main event. Uh, the real main event is later. Um, Brock Lesnar v. Ray. Yes. We know Brock's going to win, but I agree with what you said like about six hours ago at the start of this podcast, Alex. This is going, <laughs> yeah. to, be, this is going to be one of Brock's good matches because it's against a small person. There's a story. Yes. No, it, not just a small person, a small person he grew well not grew up with, but came into WWE mm. that he loved. He's very good friends with. It's just gonna be a brilliant match. A motivated Brock Lesnar is the best Brock Lesnar. And one of the best yes. things in the company, really. Um So yeah, I, I'm gonna not say match of the night, but this is gonna be ten no, not fifteen minutes, ten minutes of fun. But ultimately Brock's gonna win, isn't he? Because he has to. Yes. Sorry, you go, Teddy. No, I I would think Brock is going to win. They've already put so much investment in him changing brands and giving a reason for changing brands, even though it was very suspect. Um, I think Ray, you know, it's going to be one of those admirable things where he should have valiantly fought and he should have won it. But I just don't see Brock losing it. Um, may- maybe people can see Ray winning it, but I just, I just think Brock is probably, you know, I thought Boombox Box Brock was the best Brock, um, <laughs> but he was so much fun. What a hero he was! But I think just because of how much they booked themselves into a corner, um, they've got to keep it on Brock. The only way I can see. Brock losing as if Kane Velasquez gets involved, but he's. I think they're trying to avoid surgery, but he's injured, isn't he? Uh, yeah. So I think there's two ways of going. You have to get. By the way, they 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 they've convinced WWE to have surgery or to not do surgery. No, to have the surgery. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From. He was meant to have the surgery before he came to WWE. Yeah. And they put it off because of this feud. Um, so it, it, it's kind of inevitable. Yeah. That so that, sense. yeah, that pretty much just even confirms it more that I think Brock's going to win this one. Um, anyway, proper main event time. Alex. It's, yes. It, it's our match. We've yeah, had, the best. We, we've had the Bianca Belair segment. Yeah. It's now the Fiend yeah. segment. Yes. Whoa, 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 whoa. No. This is our moment to do. Yes. <laughs> remember, guy. Remember what we said when the Fiend first came came up and like like pre SummerSlam this was, and how we were like, oh, imagine all the cool matches he could have, and he could have a match with Daniel Bryan again, and he could make subtle references to the whole the history between them, and it's happening. It's literally happening. It is happening. That's exactly what we said was going to happen. It's actually happening. My only criticism is it's been very, very short and have not built yes, it at all. Not built at all because they they realised about halfway through, oh shit, we've got the feed here and we need to give him a match. All right, give him Brian. Which makes me think, well, yeah, 
how impervious do we think the fiend will be to Brian, or is he? Did he take just like a, a like a a special Seth concoction that made him impervious to super kicks and stomps? Because I think um, there could be a bit of screwiness to this to this ending, just so we prolong it a bit more, so we get Brian again maybe at the Rumble. Yeah, I think you could see more of this, and then I think they could actually do the build properly. But I mean. What, how much screwiness could you do? This bloke took 800 finishes yeah, from Seth Rollins. Yeah. <laughs> he kicked out at one from three stops. <laughs> it was amazing. Like, um, well, they have... My thing is, like, you can't have The Fiend appear on every pay-per-view unless they do... Even then, I think they'll switch to brand exclusive again soon to be honest, because I think that'll work better with the brand split, with the Fox thing building up to their own independent shows. However, if you want to keep the Fiend fresh and not use him as much, uh, you should really... I think we should see Jumper Bray wrestle. Um, whether that's on a SmackDown or whether that's at the Rumble, it would be quite interesting to see after the Seth burned his Firefly Funhouse down and we saw Jumper Bray be like, why are you doing this to me? It'd be interesting to see Jumper Break get in the ring with Daniel and, and show a completely different side. So that would, like, they could do the build, but do it properly, but then also include something that we haven't seen so far, which would be nice, I think. I, like, I know what the ending to that. If if Roman versus The Fiend at WrestleMania, he's going to take his mask off and spear him. That's going to be the end to that match. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense, yeah. So I could see similar shit here, but hopefully The Fiend wins some other way. I mean, they can't do another disqualification. I know it was a hell in a cell and that was the shittest thing. Yeah, that's true. That's the very good point is you can't do another screwy finish with the feed because people are just going to be like, well, what the hell? And I guess, yeah, Mm. Brian can eat a loss. That's fine. I just hope this isn't the end of Brian versus the feed. Also, there's no one else. (laughs) There's nobody on SmackDown other than (laughs) maybe like Braun. At the Rumble, yeah. but we know how that's going to turn out. Well, the original the original rumour I saw was the Miz... It doesn't have any previous story, but the original rumour was like the Miz oh. fiend. Which God, that'd be interesting. It would have been better as terms of being a filler match in this one. And then you could have done... Yeah, I'd, that'd be really I think it's TLC next, so you could do whatever, I suppose. But, uh, yeah, they've kind of booked themselves into a corner here, but... Uh, that, yeah. I, I think that's what we said as soon as he was in a title match, didn't we? Um, yes. Which has been a real But at the same show. time, and like I understand the issues with The Fiend holding the title because, I mean, you've booked him to literally be impervious to finishes. Like, no, nobody, can have, nobody can actually beat him. But there is a mystique that has been missing from that title scene, especially the SmackDown title scene, I think for a while because Kofi's reign was awesome. And he was like, I, the, I don't like the suggestion that Kofi's reign was somehow kind of like tarnished by the fact that he faced the same people over and over. I think Kofi's reign was excellent in terms of, if you look at some of the storylines were good. The matches he put on were great because he's Kofi. The program with Orton was fantastic. The match didn't have quite as much of a payoff, but the program itself is good. So, like people criticizing Kofi's reign, I think are kind of looking looking for something to criticize. But 
we haven't had this sort of edge to a title reign. This sort of like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen next. Like, who could he face? What? How's it going to go? Since, like, forever. Um, which was one of the things. Like, you go back through the old, old, old tapes of like the late nineties and two thousands, and then Mister Andy Wales is always a big proponent of, of that sort of thing. Was like when Taker held the title, it ma- it meant something completely different to when Sean held the title. And when Austin mm. held the title, it was completely different to when Rock held the title because corporate champion and then like rattlesnake, beer slinging title who will just face everyone. So I, I like that we've got that back now where we've got Brock holding the title, which in itself is an issue, but still brings good matches. You've got a, a Seth title, which is I'll fight anyone and everyone. Come on, come at me, bro. You've got a Roman title, which is very similar, but also you've got a Fiend title, which is spook you can't beat me i am the fiend um yeah just try and kill me which is yeah i I like that he's he's got the title i understand there's a booking hole but i really like it and to do you most important question to you red light or no red light because it's fucking awful (laughs) it's so bad that that it's so bad like it's really cool for i suppose maybe which is their plan is it's really cool for people watching it on tv but for the live audience it's really really bad you can't see i I think i sent a photo in the group chat um of the live audience and you cannot you cannot see what is happening in the ring and the thing with bray white is and and the fiend is his reaction and the crowd reaction and how much they're involved in everything that he's doing is so big and influential to who he is. You cannot take mm. that away from the cloud. Thing so is, I, I don't know how they fix that. For me, it makes more sense if they blacked out the crowd and just made like a bright light on the ring. That, Which is an NXT vibe. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, why do, that makes so much more sense because... That's his whole entrance. He's in the spotlight with a fucking severed head. And then, oh, he's got a red light. He's not kidding. It's fucking, what the fuck? It's just, it, it just ruined And he's already changed the belt from red to blue, so... Does he get a blue light now? Oh, that'd be worse, wouldn't it? I hope not. <laughs> if he gets a blue light... Just, just get rid of the light. Yeah. Just get rid of the light. Just get... I mean, I mean, yeah, if you want to do that, if you want to have a different effect, do what they did with Evolution, which was the basically the, the extension of the NXT lighting, which was black out the crowd, put a nice filter on top of the kind of above the ring and have the camera work kind of like in different cuts. Do you remember when SmackDown uh, a little bit earlier this year went, um, they changed the frame rate slightly lower and they did a bit more long cuts and they had a bit mm. more weird camera angles from like above the turnbuckle and that sort of thing. Why not just do that? Just have the Fiend match be, just look different for the people at home. And then that way people inside the stadium slash arena can still see the bloody thing. Well, his best, ma- his best match was the Finn match. And that was treated as a, not normal because it was obviously fucking amazing. But yes, the, the, the presentation of the match itself was relatively normal. And it was so shocking. And then you had a red fucking dildo cell and a red light. And it was like, yeah. why? 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 Uh, why? It's just fucking... The other thing is, The Fiend relies on, like, being a horror film, yeah? Like, the idea of The Fiend is horror movie. That was what Hell in a Cell was. Mm. But 
the thing about a horror movie is you need reactions. And the, if the crowd can't see anything, they're not going to be like, oh, my God, he just snapped his neck. They're going to be like, wait, what happened? We can't see. What's happening? Is the fiend winning? What's, is Seth? What? What's happening? And it just doesn't, mm. it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, we have gone very long here. I do apologise. I will put time stumps in. I don't know why I'm saying this at the end of the podcast, but anyway. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> if, if, you're, if you're here, do you want to go back? <laughs> um Final predictions, Ed. Fiend v. Brian. It's got to be the Fiend for me. Yep. Fiend. Fiend. Yeah. Lovely stuff. And final thoughts. Good weekend? Very. I think so. Uh, WWE, every time they're backed against the wall, they always pull it out. Going to be a great weekend. Yeah, Survivor Series is, is what is becoming one of the better weekends on the wrestling calendar for me, year by year. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be good. But anyway, we'll finish up there. Thank you both, and thank you everyone who has listened, uh, especially to all of it. <laughs> uh, thank yeah. you. Thank you, and goodbye. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.